This is First Nature on the Rising Man Podcast. Good day to you, Rising Man family. Sean Barry here bringing you another segment of First Nature right here on the Rising Man Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Guess what? Uh, we are heading in to the final turn of the year. Yeah, it's fall. And we're coming up here on fall equinox, autumnal equinox. And always something good to talk about because I just love how the synchronicities of the observable universe can play out right here on the planets, right where you're standing. And so yeah, it's important and valuable, I believe, to, to stay abreast and aware of what's happening in the greater cosmic context. And there's real science behind it, so it's not just a bunch of woo-woo conversation, but it's, it's a real thing that's happening. And I thought it'd be uh, great to uh, bring in a little sharing just around the awareness of what's happening on Equinox, both, um, you know, astronomically and also conceptually as a, as a metaphor for what's happening in our life. And to also bring in this other uh, piece, uh, ritual, to talk about ritual and, and what is ritual, you know, how does that bring something into our lives as well? So taking these two ideas, uh, fall equinox and, and ritual and looking at something that's happening um, physically in the greater t- context of the expansive, you know, uh, space and time and universe around us. I could say more, but I think I should uh, just get into the podcast. I hope you get something from the share today around uh, equinox and ritual, and I'll see you on the other side. Have you ever wondered why the solstices and the equinoxes are important? Why are those four days of the year important days that everyone around the world acknowledges? Well, we've talked about these four days before in this podcast. And today we're going to talk specifically about autumnal equinox because we're here. We've made it three quarters of the way through another year. And what does that really mean? You know, astronomically speaking, it basically means that we have orbited three quarters of the way around the sun once again. And we're basically about, you know, 90 days, 90 and one quarter days away from returning back to the same spot on that orbit from where we first started counting from today, fall equinox. So when we, when we say day, what, we are, what we're saying is, you know, it takes 24 hours or 24 equal uh, divisions of observable time of the sun passing across our line of vision from our perspective here on the planet, uh, a full rotation, a full 24 hours is what we call a day, right? So the 
Earth is spinning on its axis. It takes 24 hours to go all the way around its own axis. And it takes 365 of those 24 hour periods to go all the way around the sun. Plus an additional eight hours. It's 365 and one quarter days for the Earth to travel fully around the sun. Now, remember the sun is a star. The sun is a star, just like uh, Betelgeuse, just like uh, Alpha Centauri, just like uh, Polaris. These are all stars and the sun is a star. We're so close to a star, it's amazing. And at this particular time of our year, our 365 and one quarter uh, travel around the sun, days around the sun, we've reached this time of year, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, where we're coming into our autumnal equinox. Now in the Southern Hemisphere, they're coming into their spring equinox, right? So their summer is just about to begin. For us, our summer is ending our growing season is coming to a close. Uh, the days are getting shorter. Um, hopefully, eventually, some of these extreme temperatures will cool down a little bit. And we'll be heading into our autumn. So that's what's happening out there on the planet. Cosmo in the cosmos, cosmo cosmologically speaking, that's, that's what's going on. But why those four days? You know, what is it about the equinoxes and solstices that are so interesting? Well, somehow through the amazing minds of those who spent enough time observing the stars and, uh, you know, making notes and, and, just, and tracking, uh, you know, with a discipline every day, every night to discover that there are four times in the year where something unique happens in the way that the earth is in relationship with not only the sun, but just the rest of the universe. So on the solstices, that is when the earth is tipped the furthest away from the sun relative to this, the Earth's axis. And when the Earth is tipped fully towards the sun, that is in the Northern Hemisphere, that's our summer solstice. It's the longest, the sun is up in the sky from sunrise to sunset for the longest period of time out of those 365 days, that is the day where we have the most sunlight from dawn to dusk. In the Southern Hemisphere, that day is just the opposite. It's their winter. It's the day that the sun is out for the shortest amount of time from dawn to dusk. And then directly on the other side of the sun, when we come over around to the other side of the sun, it'll be switched. Our winter solstice will be happening. We'll be actually in the Northern Hemisphere, we'll be tipped the furthest away from the sun. So the sun will be out for the shortest amount of time. And in the Southern Hemisphere, it'll be out for the longest. 
And those days are important because it's simple math. If we know that it takes 365 and one quarter days to go around the sun, for the earth to go around the sun, then we can start to calculate certain things like when to start planting, uh, when to expect the weather to change, uh, when we should be thinking about harvesting, and uh, all kinds of interesting things are coming, depending on where you live. You can tell that certain things are about to start happening because of the way that the earth is positioned to the sun. So solstices are interesting. They, they mark the highest and, and lowest points of the winter and summer seasons uh, by daylight. And then we have the equinoxes. Now, what's interesting about the equinoxes is that you know they represent this this time of this moment of balance right so it's in the word equinox and if you break that word down basically uh nox n-o-x is night and equi or equi i'm not sure the way it's pronounced e-q-u-i is equal or even right and basically what it's saying is that the night and the day are exactly the same length of time. So 12 hours each, 12 hours of sun above the horizons and 12 hours of sun below the horizons. Now, um, you know, we're not gonna get it down to the seconds, but essentially on the equinoxes, the sun is hitting on the equator as the earth spins around its axis in a 24-hour period it's hitting the equator all the way around on that day the day before and the day after it's it's off the equator a little bit it's either above or below and it continues to get higher or lower uh, from the equator the further we move away from the equinoxes towards the solstices I'm in Ojai, California right now. Um, it's a beautiful night. And I've talked a little bit about Equinox before on this podcast. And, uh, and I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. We got into uh, a discussion around ritual. And what is ritual? What does that really mean? What, what is, you know, what's happening when we do ritual? And it was a great conversation. And I was thinking about ritual and I was thinking about equinox. And I thought, huh, maybe there's something that connects those two. And so I was thinking about it today and, and, uh, and, the, and these are my thoughts. This podcast is my thoughts around tying these two together, these two interesting, uh, you know, concepts so if equinox is even even day or actually even night uh, was one way they used to say it um, it's it's interesting because we may think that it's 12 hours of day and 12 hours of night and there's a balance and that you know yeah I know in my mind I kind of think about the equinox and it being 12 hours a day 12 hours a night and in my mind's eye in my sort of sense of the world 
I just sort of extrapolate that out to everything. It's a day of balance. We talk a lot about that in Equinox. It's about a, it's a day of balance, right? Everything's even and equal, or even and equal. But that's not really true. It's not really true. Uh, the world is still doing exactly what it always does. Um, you may not know this um, if you haven't, if you didn't really take too many notes in your, you know, seventh or eighth grade, uh, you know, geography and science classes. But you know, the Earth has a wobble to it. The Earth is not perfectly round. It's a little wider in the middle. You know, it's got some centrifugal force that's kind of pulling. Um, and that equinox, that sun hitting the equator for the full 24 hour period, all the way around, as the earth rotates around, it's wobbling, right? It's not directly on the equator, like mathematically. Um, everything's still happening on the earth. You know, people are being born, people are dying. Um, people are having wild success. People are having uh, terrible losses. Um, wars are still being fought on Equinox. Um, people are still celebrating uh, wonderful things on Equinox. Um, lovers are breaking up on Equinox. People are meeting their lover for the first time on Equinox. Uh, everything is still happening. Earthquakes are happening on Equinox and hurricanes. And so are uh, gentle, beautiful morning sunrises and, and quiet time in a sweet garden. It's all happening. That moment of balance is really just that. It's a, it's a moment. Equinox only happens where you are relative to your position on the planet for just a few moments, a minute or two. And then it, Equinox is over for you. So think about that for a second that we think about equinox all day. It's the, it's the, you know, the, the day of equinox. The day is just as long as the night. But in that daytime for you relative to where you are, your equinox is just a few moments long and then it's over. And you'll notice in your day that it's still, it's still you know, wobbling back and forth between balance and imbalance. Life doesn't really change so much. Life doesn't really observe the equinox the way we do as, you know, our human intellect observes equinox. And so that brings me to this idea of ritual and this conversation I was having with my friend. And uh, I looked up the word ritual and uh, basically it means, you know, if you break it down and get back to the, to the, um, to the Latin roots of it, it basically main, means to fix or to, um, to construct, to slot together was one way it was described. To, you know, to construct, to put something together, to take pieces and make them fit. And I thought that was really interesting because I usually think of ritual as um, components. Rituals are like components of something bigger, right? Usually I, I like to think of ceremony as a large, cohesive beginning and ending um, <clears throat> container, right? And there may be rituals inside of a ceremony, uh, but there are also just rituals we have in our day-to-day, -day, these pieces and parts that we put together in order to build some construct, some 
flow, some uh, containment to our day. And I thought, yeah, you know what? It's, it's actually, it's about balance. And here's how I came to that in this conversation with my friend we were talking about. So here in Ojai, I'm house, I was house sitting for a friend and uh, <clears throat> uh, a little while ago we had, you know, the hurricane, right? The hurricane came to the West Coast. And uh, on the day that it was raining here in Ojai, uh, during the dry time of the year. So it was very phenomenal to get a pretty heavy rainstorm at, a, at what should be the driest time of the year. We also had an earthquake that afternoon and tremors all afternoon, right? And uh, if you live out here in California or read any headlines at the time, um, people were quick to coin it as uh, the hurricane. And, uh, and yeah, it was very unsettling. I mean, it was beautiful. The rain was beautiful, it was warm. Went for a walk in it. It was uh, reminded me of my childhood and growing up in the uh, the Midwest, where the rainstorms in summer are actually pretty phenomenal thing to experience. Um, but nonetheless, it was out of the ordinary here in Southern California, and uh, and certainly an earthquake is um, <laughs> nothing that brings comfort. And there's so much going on. There's you know this war over there and the Ukraine. There's uh, economic distress. There's, um, there's infighting with our government. There's a coup in Africa. Um, oh my goodness. There's, you know, hurricanes hitting the East Coast uh, and more. There's so many things going on right now that I couldn't even tell you. That if you had all that news or even the news that you do have, it's, you know, news by its design is, um, does not bring a sense of balance into our worlds. And on any given day in your day, you know, most of us are usually looking for some kind of routine to our day, some kind of patterning from our day that's, that brings us a sense of comfort, that brings us a sense of security and, and, and knowing and a way to feel like we have some kind of, uh, you know, dare I say, control in the quality of our day. And I think we all know deep down inside that we, we have very little, you know, uh, I like what a lot of teachers that I follow say, which is um, the only thing we have control over is how we respond to the things that are out of our control. Um, but nonetheless, experiencing a sense of not having control is very unsettling. It doesn't bring balance. <clears throat> it can often send us, you know, into a little bit, of, a little bit of a spin. And, and this is in modern times, right? Where we have so many, we have so much power in our technology, and in our economies, and in our ability to design and direct and facilitate our day. We have so much power and control, and yet we still experience. Uh, it's very easy to get into a state of experiencing imbalance and a lack of control. So imagine how it was for our ancestors who didn't have any of our modern conveniences, who every day basically had to wake up and, and hope they could you know, just make it through the day with enough food and shelter uh, and safety, right? So imagine, imagine living in a world like that where every day your main concern is, um, will you have enough for the day? And here's where I think uh, ritual comes into play. 
I think that, I know for me, like when I engage in some kind of ritual, what I'm actually doing is I'm creating a, a I'm creating a little, uh, a little world within this big world, right? And my little world is, is just big enough for me to fit in. And whatever I'm doing in that moment, whatever that ritual is, it could be uh, lighting a candle, it could be doing a meditation, uh, it could be uh, something a little more formal and traditional that's part of a, a bigger practice. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm fond of uh, lighting some sage and saging myself uh, whenever there's uh, a moment to bring some heightened awareness to uh, stepping in or stepping out of a situation or a circumstance. Um, I mean, it could be anything. It could be anything. It could be uh, drinking a cup of tea uh, as the sun comes up, right? That's a ritual. If, it, if it's something you do regularly and it brings a certain quality to your experience of the moments, um, you could consider that at least an informal ritual. And in those moments, in that ritual space that you create, um, there's balance. There's, there's a state of, uh, you know, control is not the best word because uh, sometimes I can feel like we have, uh, you know, we're trying to assume power or authority over everything around us. So I'm not sure what the word is, but I think you know what I'm getting at when I say uh, in, in the midst of doing a ritual, we have, we have some facilitation to create an experience that is within our control to, to experience. <laughs> okay, that's a clumsy way of saying it. But I, I guess the heart of it is, you know, if you, if you have rituals for yourself, then it doesn't matter what is going on out in the world, how crazy the world is, whether it's a hurricane or you're, uh, or maybe you're someone in Ukraine who just, whose day is just chaos, full of chaos and fear. <clears throat> or maybe your day is going great. But knowing that in any of those moments, you can take space, take time to enact in a way and, and create something, to do something that is repeatable, that is simple and repeatable. And that gives you, uh, it conjures up a state of mind, a state of embodiment. It, it brings a feeling and a vision into your consciousness and your reality in that moment that is you know, the more you do it, um, it makes it more familiar. Um, the feelings become familiar. It's like your, your whole psyche and emotional body begins to anticipate the experience of being in that, um, you know, sacred space, maybe is a way to say it. A sacred space, a, a place that is um, untouched and unbound from the powers that are influencing the greater world around us whether it's in or out of our control. And I know that there are times where I'm doing more ritual uh, and times where I'm not really bringing a lot of ritual into my life. But I find that when I am in the practice of bringing ritual into my life more, that it does bring a sense of balance. In that moment, I have calm and uh, balanced a sense of beingness. And it's just for that moment, you know, because most rituals don't, you know, a ritual typically doesn't last too long. 
I mean, it can be really quick. I mean, how long does it take to light a candle, right? It's the act of lighting that candle, the, the consciousness and presence it takes just in that like five or 10 seconds uh, to be handling fire, right? And the precision of, you know, hovering a little flame over a little wick and the focus required to, to uh, you know, to bring that candle alive. Just in that moment of focus, um, you know, the outside world disappears. So let's bring the two together. Ritual, equinox. Um, you can think of equinox as perhaps a time where the planet is in, in ritual for 24 hours, right? And each and every spot on the earth is gonna have its own moments of uh, equinox balance. Right, just in that moment where the sun is crossing over the equator in that place in the world, in that moment, there is a sense of balance. And for us, thinking about our own beingness as a planet, you know, we can bring in a sense of equalness, of evenness, uh, by bringing ritual into our life and finding a way to shine, you know, to, to shine the light and, and brightness to our consciousness, right? Our awareness, to bring the, the light of our awareness to any given moment in the orbit of our day to bring in balance through a ritual. And just for that moment, we get to experience that kind of even keeled, calm, uh, serene, sacred ease. And it's really wonderful. If you haven't tried it, I highly recommend it. So, um, fall equinox this year could be a great day to experiment with bringing ritual into your life. If, you, if you're not really doing any kind of rituals in your life or haven't really identified whether you have a ritual in your life or not, um, it's a great day to bring that into your forefront. Think about that. Um, you can even look up, I'm not sure where, but there are websites out, out there that'll tell you you know, when the sun is, you know, locally in its equinox where you are. I mean, ideally it's, it's noon, right? That would be high noon, but you know, noon could cover several hundred miles <laughs> because of the time zone you're in. So noon in, you know, the east of California is not gonna, is, you know, not gonna be the same time of equinoxes noon in the west coast of California. But you can find that, you can look it up. And in that moment where the sun is uh, in your local equinox, moment of equinox, um, what a wonderful time to actually enact a ritual for yourself. And it'd be even more cool if you connected it to that moment of the sun. Um, it might just be finding that moment and uh, just kneeling, kneeling and facing the sun or even standing and just giving, uh, you know, hand over the hearts or raised hands so you can feel the heat of the sun on the palm of your hands or lifting your face to the sun and just finding that moment where uh, you know that you are creating a moment for yourself where you are experiencing a sense of calm and evenness and and control of the quality of your day.
that little bubble and to know that you can create that anytime you need to, right? So whether it's, you know, crazy family day or a crazy day at work or, um, <clears throat> you know, maybe traffic isn't a great, <laughs> a great example because uh, you can't really take your eyes off the road. But looking for opportunities where you know that you're going to be facing some distress or some lack of ability to, you know, influence circumstances um, that are beyond your control to your liking and to know that you can counteract the effects of them just by finding a little moment, time and space to enact a ritual. And the cool thing about rituals is you can make them anything. They can be anything. They can literally be anything. All you really, all that you really are required to do to make it a ritual is to connect and act to, you know, to something consciously uh, that represents something in your life. You know, um, candles are a great one because uh, there's something about fire. You know, and, and the sun, the fire. You know, if you think if you think about uh, where fire comes from. Um, this is another podcast, but fire comes from the sun, right? Uh, so lighting a candle is a way to just bring sun into your life in that moment, the bright shining star that is always out there that we are spinning around every day. And to draw comfort from that and draw stability and uh, a sense of um, stable stableness into your life just from lighting a candle and then thinking about what does that candle represent in that moment right it's just a uh it's just a ritual space where you are um just purifying uh thoughts and feelings that are uncomfortable and negative and letting the the flame of the candle uh, burn them away maybe it could be anything the important thing is that you are taking conscious time and, and choicefulness and, and making a connection between your experience of your life and basically um, symbolically, symbolically imbuing it into some kind of physical action outside of yourself, right? Rituals are a great way to take your internal experience of the external world and express it in some kind of action so that it channels through you. And just, you know, as you choose that action as the ritual, that you're just consciously bringing your thoughts and feelings around that external experience and placing it into the ritualized moment, whether it's a candle or doing something with water or, you know, drinking tea at the sunrise, um, whatever it is. You can ritualize it. So that's what I wanted to bring in today, bringing the uh, the beauty of equinox and what it represents uh, around balance and evenness into um, you know how ritual can serve us in the same way in our own lives and the in the orbit of our own lives, thinking our, of ourselves. As a, as a planetary, uh, you know, a, a planetary object in the, in the celestial vastness of our journey of life and all the things that we are orbiting around and all the things that are orbiting around us and, and looking for those moments, looking for that moment 
to bring a, a ritual act in to, to claim balance and, and control. I guess that's the best way to say it, control. You can control your response and rituals are a great way to do it. So I hope that gives you a little something to play with and to, uh, to think about. And, uh, and as, al- as always, um, you know, channels are open. I would love to hear if anyone uh, explores or experiments uh, with that or has explored or experienced, experimented with that and wants to share about it. Um, just wherever you listen to the podcast, you can just make a post and uh, usually it finds its way to me. So um, thanks again and uh, enjoy your equinox. Okay, folks, that is the program for today. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And, uh, and I do hope um, something spoke to you today. You know, this idea around the, the physical reality of Equinox and uh, just the, the coolness of how there are these really beautiful alignments that we as the human get to uh, witness and observe and take in and, um, and enjoy. I don't know what it is, but there's something about... Um, balance and alignment and and um, dare I even say you know moments of percep- uh, perfection that I really enjoy that inspire me that uh, help bring a sense of order and and um, specificity to what it means to be walking as a human and um, and so I really appreciate that about the equinoxes and the solstices and again yeah this idea of, of ritual knowing that at any time, we can take our experience that's happening within us and all the feelings and awarenesses, taking all that we are walking with and, and finding a really simple, beautiful way to externalize it and physically act it out and make it real you know, in the world around us so that we can better just see ourselves. Check out risingman.org. Um, I think you'll find some really good inspiration and in reading there. And for now, uh, you know, I'm Sean and I always love to finish by saying, uh, find out who you are inside by getting outside. Nature's an amazing thing. It's a beautiful teacher. Uh, Go sit and listen. I'll see you next time here on First Nature on the Rising Man Podcast.